Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something genderqueer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Hey, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. It's so great to have you here. Thank you. It's so nice that you chose this episode to download and listen to. And now let's give it up for that band. <laughs> yeah, they hit it every time. Every time. You know, I swear they get better every week. Episode 79, they've been doing it for 79 episodes and they get better every time. This week our band is motherfucking Listerine Liquor. Wow! I know, what the hell is that? <laughs> what the hell is that? That doesn't almost, it almost doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I said, I don't know, last episode, episode before that, I can't quite remember. Uh, when I did this show back in uh, December, it was part of the conversation that happened in the dressing room. Uh, during the show uh, that was somebody said something and, and I said hey I'm gonna make that a band name so here we are this week as the title suggests fears revisited uh, last year I did episode 27 right around this time and I figured it'd be a good time to uh, relook at that and uh, you know revisit those fears I mentioned before we also have another famous woman sharing the best advice she's either given or received this week we're on 24 24 out of 25. Yeah, we're right down at the line. We're right down at the line. It's almost over. It's almost over, and I hope you've enjoyed this countdown. Going to have a secondary topic, of course. I found a transgender poem floating around the internet, so I'm going to share that with you. And of course, we are going to have listener feedback, because that's what I do around here. And while we're at it, welcome new listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome one and all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to listen to the show. I really do appreciate it. Stick around all the way to the end so you don't miss a beat. Welcome back, long-time listeners, binge listeners, sporadic listeners, however you've listened before. If you're coming back again, you are a returning listener, and that just thrills me. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for coming back for more. And before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, let's briefly talk about last episode, number 78, titled Body Language. Uh, I shared an article by a future guest, Christine Newman, and uh, go back to Blogspot for a link for that. In fact, our homepage is Changes in Latitudes Podcast at blogspot.com. All the show notes are listed there, plus a bunch of other links I'll get to in a moment. But go back to Blogspot, check out the show notes for episode 78 to get a link to that article. Uh, basically, in the uh, episode, I said, be aware of your body language. Your body language speaks volumes even when you don't say a word. It can show that you're confident, shy, timid, sexy, frugal, uh, angry, sad, fill in the blank. It can show so many different things. So just be aware of what your body is saying about you. And uh, during the secondary topic, just a little reminder, life is too short, so... Enjoy it. As I mentioned, you can find all past episodes at Changes in Latitudes Podcast at blogspot.com. We have an Amazon affiliate link there. Thank you for doing your shopping through our Amazon affiliate link. 
pennies on the dollar come back to the show and help us out. You can also donate through the PayPal donate button if you so choose. We have a link to iTunes, a link to Stitcher Radio, a link for Facebook, because Facebook seems to be where it's happening. <laughs> Changes in Latitudes podcast over at Facebook over there. If you want to send me an email, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter. I changed it about, oh, about three months ago. The Twitter handle is at C-I-L podcast. C-I-L changes in latitudes podcast. So follow us over on Twitter there. And while you're out floating around the internet, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. Consider becoming a patron of the show, kind of a patron of the arts, you might say, and support the show. This episode is brought to us by the patrons, well, all of my patrons. You all are such wonderful, lovely, lovely people, and I love you all. Thank you so very much for helping out the show. All right, I think we're done with housekeeping. Let's get into the main topic. Last year, episode 27, I titled it Fears, and I started off our main topic arena, our area for the main topic, with this. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Now, if you're not quite sure of who that was or what that was, that was our 32nd president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, more commonly referred to as FDR. Uh, He was president during, well, the end of the Great Depression into World War II, throughout World War II. And if you think back to that time and check your history books, you'll know that the country, America, our country, the country I'm born and raised in, was going through a lot of turmoil. Uh, The Great Depression wiped a lot of people out. Uh, History books tell us that. And then a lot do I really need to recap World War II? Go ask Google and you'll find out about World War II or check out the History Channel and you'll find out about World War II. But it was a pretty low point for our country. And since so many people were in fear, Franklin put it bluntly and said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I mean, I'm paraphrasing now, but that's really what it all boils down to. And so last year, I went through a small number of my own fears and just fears in general and realized, you know, and spoke to the point that we only really have to fear fear itself, such as a dark room. If it's your home, you know how the room is laid out. You put the furniture where the furniture is, you know, unless you left something out that's not normal. You know where everything is. Most people I know, and most of the time, I've always been able to walk through my home without any extra light because... I know it, (laughs) but there's that fear of the dark, that unknown, what if, thing, feeling, fear that we all kind of go through, deal with on occasion at different times of our lives. And being a trans person, there are many other fears. And so uh, last year I spoke about, like I just gave the example of the dark, I gave the example of a scary movie, you know, the second time you see it, it's not quite as scary. Uh, Exploring a new place is, can be fearful. It can bring fear to you. Because you don't know. It's the fear of the unknown. But once you've been there, once you've gone through it, it's not quite as scary anymore. And the biggest fear I shared in episode 27 was my fear of crossing the threshold, uh, you know, cross-dressed, femme, you know, exploring my identity. 
And it took years. And it finally came down to the, the girl I was seeing at the time essentially holding my hand to help me cross that front door threshold. But every time after that, it wasn't as scary. And so that was the biggest thing last year. Now, I don't really have any fear of, you know, going out, you know, as my, you know, female identity. I don't. Not at all. It's a joyous experience. It's a joyous, fun, uh, exciting moment. I love it. It's, it's fan-freaking-tastic. So that's not quite a fear. And hasn't been. Even last year when I spoke about it, it hasn't been. This episode, new fears. Well... One of the things that I kind of fear is, uh, will new friends stop attempting to be friends once they learn that I'm genderqueer or self-defined genderqueer, genderfluid? You know, is that just too far out of their realm of acceptance? You know, then usually I don't want to be friends with them in the end anyway, but it's a fear, you know, because you spend the time talking to somebody, getting to know them, thinking, hey, this is a really cool person. I'm going to come out to them and let them know that I am genderqueer, genderfluid, or trans, whatever your situation is. Will they still accept me? So that's a big fear. Luckily, I feel very blessed. Luckily, I haven't really crossed any paths uh, like that. I mean, longtime listeners will know from early episodes, I did have those random friends and those sporadic family members who just kind of said, all right, do your own thing, see you around, whatever, and didn't really, and still haven't, reached out to me. Okay, fine, whatever, I'm over it. But that was, you know, that's a fear. Uh, Now, you know, I'm more let down because I put the time and energy to getting to know a person, you know, sharing some time with them, whatever that may be, over a meal, over a drink, a chat in Facebook, you know, text message, Whatever, fill in the blanks there. You got so many options. And then, you know, after investing that much time, and then they don't accept me. You know, and like I said, in the end, it doesn't matter because I'm, you know, I'm better off without them. But at the moment in time, it's, it's really a letdown. Because, you know, you're hoping for the best of this friendship, relationship, whatever it is, and you're let down. So that's a fear of mine. Uh, Another big fear that I've had for a very long time that I don't really talk about is a fear of interviews. I hate, hate interviews. Uh, I mean, sitting in on an interview, being interviewed for a job. I don't, it's, not like I don't, it's not like I hate and fear interviews on television. That's not what I'm talking about. Or interviews with my guests. That's not the type of interview I'm talking about. I'm talking about a job interview. I despise them. And... I think the reason I do is because they're so fake. The employer has to ask a list of questions you know, to adhere to their guidelines and make sure they cover all their bases as far as whatever they need to do. Each employer is different. The employee has to make sure they give the right answer. Reflecting back on body language, body language is huge during an interview. Are you fidgeting? Are you sitting still? Are you crossing your legs? Are you too confident? Are you underconfident? Are you shy? So many different things. But when it boils down to it, is the information exchanged the right information for the person to do the job correctly? No, usually not. Usually not. I have sat on both sides of the interview table because of my job history, and I dislike it both sides. 
Uh, it's a little easier when you're the uh, interviewer, you know, when you're the one asking the questions, when you're the person, you know, with the ability to offer the job or not. Slightly easier, but it's still nerve-wracking because you never know exactly what to ask. There's so many guidelines now. And uh, the employer I worked for where I had this position had a checklist of, you know, make sure these things are covered, ask these questions. Okay, fine. But when I did that, I never felt that I got to know this individual that I was going to say, hey, okay, I'll offer you a job. I mean, and I don't mean know them as in, you know, what's their personal history. I mean, know them as the type of person, are they going to be able to do the job that I'm about to offer them? And conversely, when I'm sitting on the interviewee side, you know, where you're the one and being asked the questions, I never know what to say. I mean, I try to be honest and I try to be upfront and forward and just, this is me and here's my answer. And this is what I would do in this best scenario. And, you know, I'd you know follow the guidance of the management team or whatever, you know, training materials provided for me, blah, 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 blah. You know, basically knowing what they want to hear and still not being offered the job. Now, I bring this topic up because I am in the process of looking for part-time work around here. And I've only gone on a couple interviews and I hated them, hated them, hated them. And sadly, have not been called back. Enough of that topic. Moving on. <laughs> Another thing I fear is just closed-minded trans people. Uh, and mostly because I'm defined myself as genderqueer now. Uh, gender fluid, you know, gender queer, gender fluid. I use them interchangeably. Listen back on episode 52 and you'll know what I'm talking about. Because some people, some trans people are so close minded that, you know, oh, you're gender queer, you're gender fluid, you're not trans. Well, I hate to tell you. <laughs> no, it's not that I hate to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Gender queer, gender fluid is under the transgender umbrella, which means, ta-da, you're trans. You're trans, even if you're gender queer, gender fluid, or just queer. You're trans. And the reason I fear that is because it's the same thing. You put this time and energy into this friendship or what have you to only discover that they're not going to accept who you are. And within the trans community, I, that's just ridiculous to my mind. Um, I have that as a topic on a future episode, so we'll come back around to that. But uh, that, that's another fear of mine. I don't, I don't like it. Um, it it's, 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 it's investing time that, you know, is going to, in the end, be wasted. So it's not necessarily a fear. It's a letdown. But it's still, I fear that because I don't want to waste that time, whether my time, their time, everybody's time. I don't want to waste time. It's ridiculous. And... Another fear that I'm uh, kind of carrying with me for about 79 weeks now is the fear that no one listens to the show. Now, I know that's not entirely true because of the listener feedback and because of the lovely people that have sat down with me to be interviewed and have shared conversations with. It's wonderful. I, it's, not, it's, it's not like no one is listening. I know people are listening. But there are times in between the... You know, there's, there's always a barrage of listener feedback. You know, it, it seems like two or three people write me, and then for a couple weeks, nobody does. And then one or two write me, and then nobody does. And then four people write me, and then nobody does. So it's a fear of, you know, are they listening? And I'm guilty of it because I listen to podcasts. That's how I got started and interested in doing a, my own podcast, is being a podcast listener. Well, with being a podcast host and putting the pod, this podcast together 
and being a parent, it's hard to find time to listen and give it that, you know, undivided attention that a podcast deserves, in my opinion. Especially if somebody like myself or uh, previous guests, uh, Jess and George from Transpantastic, who also, well, they do Transpantastic, that podcast. Check it out. If you haven't uh, heard it yet, go back to their episodes, number 37 and 38. Wonderful, fabulous people. When it's individuals sharing their story, not just a group of people getting together to share some laughs and stories and such, but individuals or, you know, a partner, you know, like Transpantastic, Jess and George, it's, they're a couple, sit down and share their story, share their lives, you know, within their parameters, because they keep everything very anonymous. I want to be able to give them that time to listen. I don't want to listen to it with half an ear, you know, multitasking or you know, half focused on it. I want to be able to hear what they're going to share. So finding that undivided attention is a challenge. So my listening of podcasts has really slacked. In fact, I'm about an, a year and, well, probably 13 and a half months behind in my listening. Yeah, I know it's horrible, but I listen in sequence as they're aired, as they're released, so I can listen to things sequentially. And instead of binge listening and like one full podcast and then moving on to another podcast, which I did try, I did try. I, the problem is, is I would forget where I would leave off with different ones. I would forget about ones I was listening to because they're only out, you know, every two weeks or every month or something. So a long time ago, probably about four years ago, I said, you know, I'm just going to listen in sequence. And now I'm a year behind. <laughs> so, so that's that. But... Uh, it's, I want to be able to give that undivided, undivided attention to it. So that's why I'm really, you know, mostly behind. So if you're listening a year behind to this show, I completely understand. Even if you're listening three months behind, I don't care. You're listening. That's what matters. And drop me an email. Let me know. That's the best thing you could do is drop me an email. Changes in Latitudes podcast at gmail.com. Or send me a message through the Facebook page because that's, you know, private that also is an easy option for you. Another fear I have is uh, being out and about with my son and something happening with my car. You know, and uh, essentially for a small period of time, because, you know, cell phones and all that stuff, uh, being stranded, you know, being left on the side of the road for a little bit or some, a parking lot or what have you, and just having to deal with that odd time with a three-year-old. So... There's another fear. Another odd fear I have is uh, when I prepare food, when I follow a recipe for the first time, uh, that it won't come out as expected and will be worse than anticipated. That's, you know, it's, it's a small fear, but it's a fear. You know, that's what this episode's about. Another small fear I have, not too frequently, but when it does happen, is sleeping through my alarms. Because usually when I set alarms, they're pretty important. Uh, and... I'm guilty of sleeping through them in the past, so that's always a worry, more a worry than a fear, but it's a fear because, you know, I'll end up being late to whatever the cat task may be. So in the end, there's not a lot of fears that really happen in my life. I mean, they're all rational. They're not irrational fears. Uh, I do fear that when I am out as my female self, of all the negative stuff that has happened to, you know, females in general and trans women, you know, lumping everybody together, cis women and trans women, you know, I am in fear of that, but that's almost a daily thing, uh, being a woman. And you learn to think smart, you know, make sure that you've got some sort of, you know, like your keys in your hand and you know, just so you have some sort of weapon, or maybe you carry pepper spray, 
Some women I know carry firearms. You know, everybody's different, you know, but you're prepared for that. Go in lighted areas, not in dark areas. You know, that common logic sense. I've mentioned, I think, many, probably in the very first 15 or so episodes. So those fears are there, but they're not, they're not big. They're not crazy fears. They're not irrational fears. And I am curious about yourself. Do you have any fears that are rational, irrational, whatever they may be? Send me an email, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. Let me know if it's okay to share on the air or not. I will respect that, totally respect that. We'll, re- we'll respond privately. But let me know. I'm curious what you think. When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com. Folks, share the love. Pay it forward. Go visit TomSlayton.com and check out what he's got. He's got so many different things. This week, I'm going to talk about TomSlayton.com forward slash Winter New England. And it is a beautiful black and white photo of a mountain landscape covered in snow. There's, there's what looks like pine trees. It's hard to see. It's hard to tell because, you know, they're covered in snow and a lot of snow-covered trees look the same. Uh, it's got a little cabin or shack or something, depending on the perspective, it's, which is, again, hard to tell because of just this vast black and whiteness. And there's nobody in the picture, so you can't see it for scale. But it is just so gorgeous. I would almost compare it to something Ansel Adams would, would have done. It's just a beautiful, beautiful photo that speaks directly to that creative part of me that enjoys Ansel Adams' photos, if you know what I mean. If you don't, go ask Google about Ansel Adams and then check out TomSlayton.com forward slash Winter New England and show him some love. Twenty-five famous women share the best advice they've either given or received. This week, we're on number twenty-four. Twenty-four. One more. That's it. After this, we got one more. Now, I did neglect to mention this in the last couple episodes. This article was originally published by The Cut, which is part of the AOL News Network. The link is over in the show notes over at Blogspot. You can find it there because the link is just too long and alphanumerical to share here on the show. This week is Marin Ireland. Now, I'll, I'll admit, I had no clue who she was, and that's mostly because I don't remember seeing any of the movies that she's been in. She's got 50 credits to her name on IMDb, and she's an actress known for side effects, I Am Legend, and Revolutionary Road, which I'll admit, I haven't seen. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Over on Wikipedia, it says that she's an American film stage and television actress, so she's been around. She's been working for quite a long time, a good decade or more. Uh, Her first credit looks like it's 2004 in The Manchurian Candidate, obviously the remake. And her quote, fail better. Try again, fail again, fail better. And when you stop to think about it, it's pretty, pretty upfront and straightforward of what this quote is. It's like juggling or learning a musical instrument or something like that. The first time you pick these things up, the first time you try, 
you're not going to be that good at it. I mean, you might be a natural, but that's only going to take you so far before you have to practice more and get better at it. It's the same thing. You're failing. Well, fail better the next time. Do it again. Try again. Fail again. This time you'll fail better. And it's such a great thing to really bring into the trans womanhood aspect of my show because it goes back to what I just said about a moment ago about the fear. I had that fear of crossing the threshold. Well, I couldn't do it. I failed at doing that. But every time I got a little bit closer until that girlfriend helped me cross the threshold, and then it got easier and it got better. Same thing with, say, makeup. The first, <laughs> first few times, whoa, okay, whoa. And then it got better. I mean, I did have a slight advantage because I had some theater makeup classes, so I understood bone structure and highlights and shadows and things. But as far as the, the average street makeup for a lady, for a woman, no clue. I only knew what I saw in magazines. And let's face it, a lot of the times in certain magazines, they're far too made up for normal everyday looks and people. Friday night, Saturday night, going out on a date, sure. You know, depending on what type of work you have, sure. But your average everyday person usually doesn't go around looking like magazine work. It's just life. It's just the way it is. So, the first attempts I had, I failed at. But I failed, and I got better at it. So I failed better. And each time, I failed even better than before. And so it's just to practice and try, try again, keep doing it, keep practicing. I think I mentioned that in a makeup episode I spoke about, oh, probably about half a dozen or so episodes back. Go check that out. Uh, about you know, trying and trying and trying and the best way to practice makeup. Basically, uh, do it, take it off, do it again. You know, don't just do it and then go out. Do it, photograph it so you have record of it so you can reflect on it. Not necessarily post the photos, but you can have a documentation of it. And then do it again. Try a different look. Try something new. Try it again. You know, maybe you couldn't get that wingtip eyeliner thing going. Well, keep trying. Just keep trying. Yes, you'll go through makeup. Yes, you'll go through makeup wipes and soap and all that stuff. But the end result will be worth it because you'll feel more confident and your looks in your makeup will be more satisfactory to you and who you are. And you'll understand yourself and your expression of within using makeup. Riding a bike is another example. I remember I got on a bike and I fell over because I couldn't pedal fast enough to keep the bike up. I mean, I literally just fell over like the old Artie Shaw thing from Laugh-In. Wow, I just dated myself. <laughs> if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go to Google and search out Laugh-In, specifically Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube. I've, I've seen it myself. It's, it's fun. I saw a lot of reruns in the late 70s, early 80s growing up. It's, it's comedy from the 60s. It's very stylized. It's very poignant of the time period when it was released. But to fill you in, who have no clue what I'm talking about, uh, there was a character who used to ride on a, an old man character that used to ride on a little tricycle, and the tricycle would stop and either hit something, you know, like bump into a trash can or a fire hydrant or a bench or something like that, or a person, and proceed to fall over on its side. Well, that's how it was for me when I rode a bike the first time. But I got back up. I got on it. I got a good push from my mother or stepfather or father. I don't quite remember. And onward I went. And each time I failed better than before, and I got up and did it again. So there was number 24. We're down to the last one. 
Next one's coming up. I can't believe we made it all the way through. That's so, well, almost all the way through. It's crazy. It's so crazy. So I'm definitely looking for something to take the place of this section in the show. If you've got a list or a countdown or something you want to share, send it my way, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com, and I'll put it in the show. Secondary topic. Secondary topic. Now, I've mentioned this a couple times in the past. I am looking for a new name for this section. So if you've got an idea, email it to me. I want to collect uh, probably about 10 total. I think I'm at six right now, maybe seven. Not entirely sure. I haven't looked at it in a couple days. And then once I have a good list of them, I'm going to send them out to you folks, probably on Facebook and Twitter, just so you know I cover all the gambits of all my audience there. And let you send in your vote. You know, you you can vote on the next name for this section. That's my goal. So, if you got an idea, something for the secondary topic, send it to me. This week, the secondary topic is a transgender poem by Young Beauty. I found it at hellopoetry.com. I searched out transgender, and this is one of the first ones that came up. And I said, oh, I like this. The title is Being Transgender. Being Transgender. Being transgender is unique. Being transgender isn't disgusting. I find these people wiser and stronger because they are not afraid to show who they love. Bullying sometimes because he or she is trans is not cool. Actually, they are making themselves fool. What would it matter if I am trans or your best friend, even your neighbor? That's right, it wouldn't matter. If someone thinks being trans is wrong... They are just being childish. Now, I shared that particular poem because I'll admit, the first read through, I went, huh, that's whatever. But the second reading is when it really struck home to me. So I encourage you to roll it back about a minute or so and listen to it again. Listen to the poem again. I'll wait for you right here. Now that you're back... It is so poignant of, of everyone's journey. I mean, we're all different. We all have different journeys. We all have different things going on in our lives. But there's that still that through line that brings us together called being transgender. And that's what this poem says to me. If someone can understand you being trans, whether they understand it or not, if they can accept it as you being you, then they're being close-minded and childish. They're not being mature about it and open about it to just accepting and understanding and feeling free to ask questions so they can understand, which is also another reason why I do this show. I do it for trans people, of course. I do it for the non-binary, the, the genderqueer, the gender fluid, the non-conforming. I do it for all of that, of course. That's the title. Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. But I also do it for the non-trans people, the cis people, or whoever, you know, considers themselves not trans. So they can have a better understanding of what, well, specifically my life, but a trans person's life is. And of course, with my style, I try to keep it lighthearted and fun and you know, a little goofy at times and serious at other times, but that's just me. That's my show. But that's ultimately why I do it. 
to share my story with other trans people and to share my story with people who are just curious about trans people. So I hope you like that poem. It's going to be in the show notes over at Blogspot. So check that out and you can link to it and find it there. listener feedback here we are we made it to listener feedback the section where the music sounds like 70s porn music this week it's a review from our itunes page which is so wonderful to happen thank you so very much for everyone that has gone out and given a review and a rating over on itunes if you haven't done that yet and you're an itunes user itunes listener take five minutes and give us a rating just click that five star rating and move on with your day Or if you're so inclined, say a few words, like this person, Tara Dockery, on February 28th, 2016. I discovered this show a few weeks ago and have catching up on back episodes. This show is much more relevant to real life, at least my real life, more than most of the transgender-related ones on iTunes, and I definitely appreciate it. Well, Tara, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to put in that five-star and review. Thank you so much. I'm sorry that it's so late in sharing. I know it's the end of March right now, but I didn't find out about it till almost the 7th or 10th of March. So that's why we're coming in here at the end of March. Tara, thank you so very much. I am so honored to have heard your words describing this show, that it's so real compared to some of the other shows out there. Uh, Not knocking any of the other shows, because I listen to a good number of transgender shows. But for your point of view, your perspective, that you can latch on and hook into my story, my journey, my show, warms my heart. So thank you so very much for taking that time to write that review and for listening. Of course, of course, that goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Thank you so much for listening. Wow, this episode's running a little shorter than I intended. So you know what I'm going to do? Same thing I did a few episodes back. In post-production, I'm going to choose a song and put it right here.
So there's a song that I chose in post-production and at this moment in time of recording really have no idea what I'm sharing. I hope you enjoyed it. Check next episode in the show notes so you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Ah, the closing show music. We made it. We're here at the end. Folks, thanks so much for sticking around to the end. New listeners, you made it. We popped your cherry. You're no longer a Changes in Latitudes version. You have done it. You've crossed the finish line. You get a gold star. Thank you so very much for sticking around to the end. Binge listeners, longtime listeners, sporadic listeners, thanks again for being here. You know I love it when you are. Thank you so very much. Next episode. Next episode, I am honored to say I have my conversation with Christine Newman. I mentioned it either last episode or the episode before that. Well, the editing and approval process has cleared the gates. And so next episode, we're going to have part one of my conversation with Christine Newman. I'm always looking for guests. I'm always looking for topics. Send them my way. Changes in Latitudes podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash changes in latitudes podcast, rate and review on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And at the bare minimum, consider sharing the show with someone you know. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. Take care of yourself, take care of someone else, and I'll see you next week. to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2016 by me, Charlie Sabrina Miller.
Thanks for listening. You made it. Here we are. That's the end. Now remember.